Support Black Podcast. Don't call it a podcast. This is just shit you gotta hear. Serious rap shit, that is. Covering all things in and around hip-hop culture. It's the Serious Rap Shit Podcast. With your hosts, John Morrison and Josh Leedy. Get everything that's going down in the world of hip-hop, including the daily fuckery that's going on in the life of your host. And believe me, fuckery is what it is. Serious Rap Shit Podcast. Find it on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and any place and every place that you find good hip-hop. And remember, support Black Podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble of Black Tribble's fame. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams of It's All Soul. Wednesdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on GTownRadio.com. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing the movie that Simone Missick forgot. We are reviewing... (laughs) Love and basketball. You're going to stop. I got to have fun with Simone. Calling out Simone about this. I got to have fun with her. Okay. That was Lynn, Simone. This is Vince. As long as everybody's (laughs) keeping score. Love and basketball starring Omar Epps, Sinai Lathan, um, Debbie Morgan. Yes. Dennis uh, Haysbert. Harry Lennox. Harry Lennox. As well as Alfre Woodard. Alfre Woodard. Uh, and directed by Gina Blythewood. Prince Blythewood. Prince Blythewood. I yes. knew there was a, a apostrophe and I couldn't find out where it was. Um, yes, this is the film that Simone Missick forgot uh, on her way to reviewing Coming to America. Yes, yes. And then reviewing, what was that other movie we reviewed with them? Um, with her and Dorian together. Strictly Business. We reviewed Strictly Business. Strictly Business. So she just totally sidestepped Love and Basketball for a great movie and coming to America. Right, right, right. And Strictly Business. Strictly Business. But fortunately, Love and Basketball was picked up and brought to the Michelle Mission by the lovely, talented, and extremely well-versed Tech Life Stephanie A.K.A. Stephanie Humphreys here on the Michelle Mission. How are you doing? Hey, now. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, you know, you don't really need to be slamming Strictly Business like that. (laughs) (laughs) When's the last time you saw Strictly Business? It was kind of recent because I think like BET (laughs) showed it, you know, and that's that's another movie. I don't know. I don't know what was going on in my life at that time, but clearly there was something going on that I have attached that movie to. Mm. So I watch it now anytime it comes on. It's like Avery Johnson is your spirit animal. Something. It it must be. I mean, early Holly Berry come on like you know yeah okay I don't know there's something about it there's something about it shout out to Tommy Davidson well don't shout out to Tommy with with all defense you know Holly Berry 
is not the problem with Strictly Business. No, not at all. <laughs> neither is Sammy Davison. No. Nope. Neither is a very early and strangely haired Samuel Jackson. Yeah, you forgot he's in there. He is. He's in the mailroom. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that is not where the problem with Strictly Business starts. No. Where does the problem with Strictly Business begin and end? Oh, the bad thing is I just forgot that brother's Wayman Tisdale, Joseph C. Phillips. Joseph C. Phillips. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the C stands for coma. <laughs> Leave that brother alone. That brother ain't never done nothing he bad to you. Denise Huxtable. That's right. He must have been doing something. <laughs> no, he wasn't. I think it might have been the music in that movie. The soundtrack in that movie was dope. They had yes. some nice and smooth up in there. They, they had some real hip hop in that soundtrack. And I think maybe that kind of carried me through or something. I don't know. Fair I don't enough. Know. Fair I don't enough. know. But now that you've, you've went there, <laughs> I have to I go. Mean, I didn't mean to hijack the whole No, no, no. Oh, I had no. to ask you another question. <laughs> okay. Oh. Where do you stand on the ledger of nice and smooth oh. versus kid and play? Ooh. That's, that's, I reject the framing of the question. Ooh. So I'm going to let it stand, I mean, but, I, but let the record show I reject the framing of the question. I don't think, yeah, I, they're, they're apples and oranges. You can't really compare the two of them. I mean, I think Nice and Smooth were, were I'm not saying they were the best lyricists, but they were certainly better than Kid and Play. So you have to look at them from that standpoint, and then you have to look at Kid and Play from more of a overall entertainment kind of standpoint because of the dancing and, and the whole shtick with the hair and, and right. all that stuff. So I don't know that you can even put them together as if they were comparable because they're they're really not exactly yeah so what you're saying is that kid and play can't touch nice and smooth not not on the mic you heard it right there from tech life stuff not on not on the mic no three four different ways (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it i knew she was gonna be the perfect guy fight me right (laughs) see you have to pace yourself. You can't come in fight. <laughs> Go for the juggler. All right. As always, ladies and gentlemen, um, before we get into our review, we like to talk about, you know, the feedback that we've gotten from everybody um, and also introduce you to our guest, yes. Tech Life Steph, who yeah. now uh, Tech Life, have, has tech always been your life? It kind of has. I mean, I was that little kid taking apart my Walkman and not knowing how to put it back together. And it was your just, Walkman, not your mom's Walkman? Uh, no, it was mine. It, no, okay. I knew better. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. All right. I knew better. I had a black mama. All right. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't going for that. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of always that kid that was that was interested in, in the how of, of things working. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was just a natural progression into, you know, science and math and, and then engineering. Um, really? You engineer? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Got a couple degrees in engineering and um, shout out to rocket engineer. Uh, actually, I've done some of that as well because while I was a student at Florida A and M University, Florida Agricultural Mechanical University, shout All out, right. shout out to my Rattlers in the building. Um, <laughs> I was on a NASA scholarship, so I was fortunate enough to be able to do a couple internships at uh, NASA facilities when I was down there. And Get it was out just of like here! An awesome, awesome experience. Yeah, and uh, it's funny. Um, I tell everybody this now because I still can't believe it. Shout out to Leland Melvin. Do you know? Who, yes. Who he was yes. my mentor when I was at Langley Research Center in Hampton, Virginia, 
had not even considered becoming an astronaut yet. He was probably like 26 at the time, and I was like 19, wow. and had no clue he had even any aspiration to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we were you, we were mad cool there, kind of lost touch. And I'm watching maybe two years ago now, two or three years ago now, I'm watching Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmern. Okay. And he's at Johnson Space Center with some astronauts eating astronaut food. Nice. <laughs> and Leland is there. And I'm like, Leland wasn't no astronaut. When did Leland become an astronaut? <laughs> Leland wasn't never no astronaut. How he getting that shot with him? <laughs> so I Google him, and sure enough, he flew two missions. Yes. And um, nice. so I reached back out to him on Twitter. We reconnected, and like we're the best of friends now. That's so yeah, dope. It's, it's really awesome. I'm so proud of him. I had no idea he you know did that and then you know after and this is not even a plug but it's just a great book after reading his book he Mm -hmm. has his autobiography out now Mm -hmm. chasing space and just the stuff that he went through to do that to be able to do that and the idea that he is now the only person on the planet that has played professional football and gone into space as an astronaut yep Wow. Yeah. He was in the NFL, yeah. And and I did know that about him. Um and and he, you know, had his career, hurt his knee and, and that was that. Yep. And then and then he decided to go yeah, make that move. Yeah. yeah. So literally you're like the so only his fallback was astronaut. Right. Was right. was mechanical engineering right. and, and, and that whole thing. So <laughs> right. so yeah, it, it it was just a it was just a funny thing to to see where he ended up and to be able to reconnect with him too. And you know, we've hung out a couple times. I went to a couple of his book signings and yeah. Nice. You know, yeah, I, I still consider him a friend to this day. That's really dope. That, that is, is dope. That is so wow. That's like it's so funny. I mentioned his name. People are like, oh my god, I know. Who, I'm like, he's just Leland. Like he to me, right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, still just yeah. Leland. So it's, yeah, it's, I mean, you it's could just you, awesome. You say him and you remember when. I remember when. See, just in December, because in December on my other show, Black Tribbles, we talk about NASA every year mm-hmm. in December, and we just talked about him just in, in December. We did a whole show about him and all the other black. Uh, astronauts nice. talking about his book and everything so nice. when he said that I was like yes, I know him I was just talking about him for two hours I love Leland Leland's that dude <laughs> Leland cool. you have to come on the show yes you do yes you do oh wow <laughs> man do hitting figures with him there you go. See, no, he's going to choose he can his do own. whatever he wants. He choose, he's an <laughs> astronaut. <laughs> he, like, he can choose whatever he, he like, wants. Shaft goes to Africa. Uh, right. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> no, sir. There hey, you go. Shaft goes to A fine film. A fine, very fine film. All right, so we, we did get some feedback. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking us down that. That was cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for having can me. We, I'm, I'm having fun here. Oh, her. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about Leland. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. We were talking about Leland. Like, so, yep, we got Leland right, on the she, way. Let's move on. With the fam, you, and then she met Leland. <laughs> that was it. We were, pretty much my origin story up, right there. Right. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> now I'm here. She does other stuff. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yes, That's she does hilarious. do other stuff because oh I've. Gosh. I've seen you. Uh, you're on Good Morning America recently. I've been uh, blessed to be able to start uh, contributing here and there with them, um, hoping to make it a little more uh, frequent and regular. Mm. So we're going to do that. I just recently finished up a stint as the tech contributor to The Harry Show with Harry Connick Jr. Um, Unfortunately, the show didn't get renewed for a third season. So um, that's why I won't be doing that anymore because there won't be a show. Uh, It would be a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'd just be on the old Harry set (laughs) with with a gadget saying, (laughs) 
know, and next we have you know this kitchen thing. Um, but uh, but that was really fun, a great opportunity. Um, I still do segments for Fox 29's Good Day Philadelphia. Cool. Um, I was doing some stuff with News One with Roland Martin before, unfortunately, his show got canceled. Um, But yeah, I I go around the media and and help people understand how technology makes their lives easier. But how'd you make the the jump from being like, you know, an engineer to now this television personality? It was not a straight line. Um, you know, I took a little bit of a detour after I left Lockheed. I worked for Lockheed when I graduated from college and um, got a master's degree in engineering and then decided that I didn't want to do it anymore. I just I think it wasn't engineering that I was rejecting necessarily. It was just corporate life and mm-hmm. cubic, cubicle dwelling. And, yeah, sure. You know, and especially with Lockheed, you got the, the – um, um, security clearances and nobody you can't talk about what you do yeah. and it just it just really becomes this uh ecosystem that uh, i don't know it just wasn't for me i'll put it that way you okay. know i i appreciate what it allowed me to do outside of there but but it just wasn't for me so um got into the entertainment industry and started modeling and acting and hosting and thought that i might want to pursue entertainment reporting so i was doing some red carpet stuff for rolling out magazine and some uh movie press junkets and different stuff like that celebrity interviews had you even ever had that even no, crossed your it mind it had never occurred to me it had actually never occurred to me literally and it wasn't in a not in a sense that I didn't think I could do it but it just didn't occur to me I was like I'm gonna be an engineer and you know at the time I kind of wanted to you know maybe design video games or you know microprocessors for computers or like I kind of thought I knew what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. but clearly God has other plans you know and 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 it, it was it was one of those things that once it was presented um you know, I don't know my if, if it was just my inner narcissist that came out or, you know, I don't know what it was. But it, it just was like, wow, I, I think I could really do something with this. And once I um, sort of came full, full circle back around to my tech roots, I I understood how I would be able to use that medium to help people. Okay. And, and that's when it really became like, OK, this is this is what I'm doing, because right. I see where I see that I'm helping people. People are telling me like, oh, my God, I just downloaded that app you recommended. And, and I say five dollars a giant, you know, or whatever, whatever right. the case might be. Like once you start getting that sort of feedback, you know, it really becomes addictive, truthfully. Mm-hmm. And and when you understand that you can use this to, to help people, you want to. Um, you want to do it on as large a platform as possible, or at least I do, because I'm a type A. So I'm like, you know, I could just help a, fo- a few folk with my Twitter page, but I can help a lot of people on Good Morning America. You know what right. I mean? So that's kind of my my thinking behind this. And um, but yeah, it just was. It was really not anything that I that I thought I would ever do. But I love it, and I'm having a great time with it. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And thank you for yeah you and inspire. It's nice. I hope so. You know, know. right. You can do whatever you want. Basically do whatever you want. You know, just be prepared because it's hard. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's so hard. It's hard in those streets. Yeah, the dream is free, but the hustle. <laughs> yeah, is that's my that's my cover photo that's on my right. Facebook page. That's right, and and people need to understand. Like, this is not for the faint of heart. Yeah, mm. you know. Well, thank you, and well, and you know, for taking the time out to sit with Absolutely. us. Absolutely, no, this is cool. I love it. All right, All right. oh, diggity dope. <laughs> right. We got feedback on All Facebook. Right. There we go. Um, unfortunately, Vince, I don't see where anybody gave us feedback about Brother John. Our Brother review. John was a film that we all are enjoying on our own. 
in our own minds. So people aren't talking about it. People uh, are experiencing I've never it. heard of that. We didn't either. Sydney Portier, 1971. Brother John, wow. Yeah. It's a very good movie. Very okay, good movie. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, oh yeah. Is it on Netflix? It is on Amazon Prime. Oh, I have Prime. I can get it. Do you have Amazon Prime? I do. There you go. Yeah, I'm so, going to check that out. Oh, yeah. Check Put it out. Put that in my watch list. Um, we did hear from Charlie Corpening. Uh, hopefully I'm not rifling his name. Hey, what's up, Charlie? Says that he's a big fan of the podcast since John Morrison of the Serious Rap-ish podcast recommended to him a couple of months ago. Thank you, John. Oh, okay. He did talk about Brother John. Uh, This past episode, the Brother John episode, was phenomenal. Wow. And really had me reassess my views on Sidney Poitier as the respectable Negro. This is easily one of my favorite black weird films and is actually really relevant in this post-Marvel Black Panther film world. So Sidney Poitier was not the respectable Negro in Brother John? Well... That's sort of the question. Oh, wow. We that he kind of subverts it. I would like Big to see time. that because yeah. he really was that dude in like all his other movies. Right. Yes. Well, okay. Yeah. Now, really, let me put this in my notes so I don't forget Brother John. <laughs> yeah, you got to go check out Brother John. I got to check out Brother John. It's pretty dope. Uh, Markham Lee said, I almost needed oxygen after hearing Vince's OJ story. Man. I have to say again, every time it comes up, true story. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. You you want to give Stephanie the thirty second? Yeah, quick snot. Yeah, give me the elevator. Uh, saw OJ on South Street maybe ten years ago when he was here for the um All Star Weekend. Brother, uh huh, ran up to him and and gave him a piece of advice to him: stop killing white women. Oh, apparently he thought he was like one of those Bengal tigers in. India that like if they kill somebody and they get the taste right. of human blood and then they have to go hunt the tiger down. Uh-huh. That's what he thought OJ was with white women. Who thought? You said that's what he thought. A guy ran up to the car. Oh, I thought OJ you was. ran up to the car. Oh no, I'm I'm not making no quick moves around OJ. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he said, what? OJ, you need to stop killing them white women. Wow. Like he was really And what did OJ do? OJ laughed. Well, cause that's what OJ would do. Either yeah. that or murder you, apparently. Right. Apparently. <laughs> you just hope that the you laugh. Just hope you hope it's the laugh. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. You never know. Keep them guessing. I'm not mad at that though. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have done it, but I'm not mad at it. Right. <laughs> out of world star <laughs> I hear you Steph uh, let's see um, you know that we have a screening of the Wiz coming up I know we're going to be he's uh, on down I'm sorry go ahead oh I wanted you to continue <laughs> I was waiting for the next line right. so I can do my little giggle <laughs> uh, so we got a screening of the Wiz yes. coming up on April um Seventh. Seventh. That was what I was saying. At a Malcolm, at a Malcolm yeah. Comics and Coffee House. And um, Markham Lee, he was having he's having fun in the Facebook What's group. What's up, Markham? Said, uh, the, the Wiz at Amalgam, where coffee beans won't be the only things being roasted as Len is going to roast this movie. I'm not going to roast the movie. I like the Wiz. I'm saying... No, Nobody better not say nothing bad about the Wiz. Well, let's not go that's crazy. That's not go off. Let's well, not go crazy. There's some bad things to say about. I the mean, Wiz. there are, but you don't. You can't say them. 
Oh, well, then you have, obviously haven't heard our review. <laughs> it's the Wiz. We, yeah. I love the Wiz. I'm oh, just I, saying. I Come on. Cut, cut little Michael a break. No, Michael was not the... Anyway. <laughs> anyway, a question went out on our Facebook group, and I'll ask um, Stephanie how she feels about this. Did you realize that Netflix has just premiered a new film called Roxanne Roxanne. I just Roxanne. watched it last night, I think. How actually. was it? I haven't seen it yet. It see, it was I didn't hate it, but I felt like it was very very abbreviated. I I I I I don't even know her life like that, but I I felt somehow kind of viscerally that there was a lot of things that got left out. And I know you only get, you know, an hour and 40 minutes or whatever. Um they definitely left out a lot of her um better music. The music would yeah. like later yeah, on. I was, yeah. yeah, I was a little disappointed that I didn't hear some uh, some songs. Um, but I didn't realize how hard a life she had growing up. So just mm-hmm. for that reason alone, I thought it was really you know poignant and, and gave that that side of it. Um, it was just it was just interesting. I, I I don't know. Like I said, it just didn't feel complete. Mm, so. Okay. Um, you know, I guess they made a creative decision to only focus on the early part of her career, the very, very beginning. Right. And, um, and then it just sort of stopped. Okay. Yeah. It felt like it just sort of stopped to me. Do you feel that having watched it, that it was a story worth telling? Absolutely. But I don't think that they did a good enough job in helping somebody that didn't know understand what her role actually was in hip hop and how much of a pioneer she actually was. Um, and you know, all the doors she opened up for the people that came after her. So I don't, I don't know that the movie did a good enough job with that part of it Mm -hmm. because it ended so abruptly. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you, if you don't know who Roxanne is and how she fits into the hip hop ecosystem, you would just think it was a movie about a little girl that became a rapper, you know? Okay. So, you wouldn't understand the. Co- There's no context there. Got you. In the overarching story of hip hop and its evolution, which you know did her a, a real disservice. Really? Yeah, yeah. I felt like it did her a real disservice. I mean, because it was so focused on the drama of her life, you right. know, and her trials and tribulations, and you know, the alcoholic mom and the abusive boyfriend, and you know, this whole thing. And then it, it, it. it I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it ended on this custody battle she was having with her her boyfriend at the time, and then it just kind of ended there. And it was just really, really weird. So, does it get into Roxanne, Roxanne, and the real a, Roxanne? A little, just a little bit. Like it, 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 it. Paints the picture of her, um, meet, you know, she knew Molly, Marley, um, he lived in her projects and they show, they show the recording of that initial song. Mm-hmm. But again, there's no context around it. It right. doesn't show you, it, you, you have no idea how big UTFO was at the time, right. but they were huge. And the yeah. fact that she responded to them was right. huger, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and it just didn't give you that context at all. Like, really at all. So, yeah, I, I just felt like a different story could have been told. I got you. Yeah, okay. a different story definitely could have been told. All right. If you're trying to honor her contribution to hip-hop, you know, a different story could have definitely been told. With all the, the hip-hop movies or <clears throat> stories that are being told now, either on television or in the theaters, do you think, as far as you are concerned or ones that you have seen, have any of them done a comparable job at it hmm. i'm hard pressed to yeah. come up with one to yeah. be honest because i saw all eyes on me and i was very oh disappointed. that was 
I was so disappointed. I was in that. really glad I didn't pay to see it because I was gonna pay to see it in the theater right. and I didn't. I just never got around to it. And I finally watched it when it came on HBO and I was like, Woo! I saved eleven dollars. <laughs> Cause that was yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember Notorious as much about Notorious as I, I didn't can. like Notorious. I yeah. didn't see Notorious it, or yeah. All Eyes on Me. Clearly, it wasn't that memorable because I'm not remembering right. anything that was significant about it. No. Um, and I, and it's, it's, uh, some of the performances were interesting, but I still uh, say that Straight Outta Compton was a fantasy. Like that. Oh yeah, they they glossed over absolutely. that whole origin well, story. Like, yeah, you know, said, when just the people who are producing it. Yeah, are, you know. yeah, that you want to make it palatable for a general audience. Exactly. My air quotes. Um, yeah, yeah. I like I like that movie because I thought the performances were so Especially strong. The and and the, and I mean that was my whole soundtrack growing up. So the music, you know, I'm in the movie theater. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going off, and so I I, I could appreciate it from that standpoint but you know it it was the disney version yes of right. of the nwa it was the nickelodeon right, version right right of the nwa uh, nwa origin story it so the dr dre got a billion dollar deal right right and you're not gonna mess up that apple money right <laughs> right that's the version exactly 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 so yeah i guess we haven't really had you know a, a film a, version, a, a film version yeah. of something that really told the story and no. Yeah, yeah. I'll, it, I'll keep thinking, but I, my mom, I'm drawing a blank. I mean, I'm like, you know, breaking two. <laughs> okay. Well, you said part where Turbo was breaking right, the room and the right. room was moving by itself. And that, when they cut his cast that, off, but and, and after only like two weeks of having to heal it, it was, right. it was that was also it, inspiring. It wouldn't have mattered what they did. I loved Turbo and Ozone so much. <laughs> They could have just sat there, danced, read the phone book, danced a little bit more, and I would have still went and still loved it and just, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Uh, Kai Flowers, she saw Roxanne, Roxanne, and she thought that it was good, but definitely ended pretty abruptly. Oh, I'm not see, sure I'm satisfied with the character development. I had to... Uh, I had to get from what I already knew about Roxanne mm-hmm. Chante, maybe a few more scenes, and, I, and it would have been uh, a little better. Uh, and then, apparently, there is, and I don't know if this is a real thing. <laughs> you must be talking about Superfly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They almost tore down the page. They almost tore down our page this week talking about Superfly. Yeah, because so so is this actually a real thing? This is a real. It's a remake of Superfly. That's the guy from uh, from Grownish, Blackish and Grownish. The little boy from Grownish. Yeah, call him the little boy from Grownish. And why would? But he looks like he's twelve. Why were? Why are they remaking Superfly? I don't know. I I don't know why. Uh, I I think they think it needs. What is is the Mac next? I don't know. (laughs) Um, I mean, uh, I might watch that movie. <laughs> the Mac is my yeah, joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mac, the Mac is a joke. Uh, Brandon Payton says that I think that this is a movie that should be cursing Black Panther as its worst nightmare. The tide has changed. I don't think projects like this can draw an audience unless it's a comedy or a soap opera. Um, the fact that this movie tries to take itself seriously and be hardcore or cool is going to be its downfall. We ain't there anymore. Now, I couldn't agree with him more. Uh, and then, oh, wow. Andre, you're right. They were going in. And, yeah. Andrew 
Andrew Myrie said an African-American crime lord showcasing multiple black stereotypes to the music of a low quality popular hip hop act that may create a generation of pimps. It's a total anti-black Panther. Um, And Robert Monroe shuts it down. I'll pass on watching this and wait for Lynn and Vincent to review it. I'd rather listen to the 15-minute Michelle Mission review because they'll spend 45 minutes discussing comic books, <laughs> Black Panther, and Star Trek Discovery than sit through an hour and a half of this nonsense made for low-IQ Negroes who enjoy black music and think that pimping wow. and conks are cool. Wow. Well. Scathing. <laughs> well. Yes, coming to a theater near you. The Some missionaries sense. did not respond. The missionaries well. did not respond Clearly. well to the thought of. No, I hadn't even heard of that coming. Yeah. Why would he, I would? Why would he do a project like that though? That's not the way to build your career. I, I don't know. That that's a that's not a good look. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, in in his de- in his defense, maybe he signs on to it before grownish, yeah. um, and and when you're young and you're trying to get out there you're as an actor, hungry, yeah. you're hungry. I mean, I, yeah, but all money ain't good money. You can't say, well, I didn't realize the historical significance of the movie. But, like, we all know who Superfly was. Like, ask your daddy. You okay. know, like, I just, you, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but if he was on his last pack of ramen noodles. Listen, I've been on my last pack of ramen noodles. And you still don't say, um, all right, well, I guess I'll pose new. Like, you just don't do that. You know what I mean? Okay. So there, need to be, there needs is, to be a standard. I don't think. Well, re, it did re, escalate a little bit. Yeah. Quickly. I don't think this is the equivalent. It's kind of. I mean, depending on. $25 tricks down at the bus station. Depending on how this ends up, it could be the same. It could damage his career on the same level that something like that would damage mine. All right, fair. I'm just saying. Fair. I mean, if he's building, you know, he's the grownish guy. He's trying he's a, to be right. Black he may not be back on grownish next no. season after this comes out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's true. Because what did um uh, we were just talking about uh, uh, Lisa Bonet do? when she did Angel Heart? Angel Heart, yeah. and yeah. they were like, "Don't bring your behind your tail back to comedy show at all." That's you true. know what I'm saying? That's so, true. and she suffered for that. I mean, she eventually came right, back right, later, right. later, right. later, much on. later, yeah. right? But she, there was some years there where you know she didn't work at all. I sent her a muffin basket. <laughs> so I, still, I support you. I support. I love you, you always. All that you do, <laughs> you will always be Denise to me. That's right. I sent her a muffin basket. Well, that's, that's how you show that you care. Needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> Speaking of t-shirts, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to the Michelle slash store and you can get, Hey, I'm a show mission t-shirt. Wow. Look at that. Or a lapel pin. If you're classy. Wow. Yeah, we've got lapel pins. So go to the Michelle mission store, ladies and gentlemen, get that swag. Cause that helps us keep the show free for you. Okay. Like Becky Whitney. Yes. And Lynn Renee. She actually bought a um a uh, t shirt. Thank you, Lynn. So there you go. So and and don't worry, Seth, you will be leaving here with a I with wasn't a I was pit. I was really trying to sit here and not ask because I, I was like, I want a t shirt something. We got we got we got swag for you. Okay, yeah. cool. We got swag. Here, guess. We gotta give you swag. To say the third chair is <laughs> privileged position. Oh, snap. <laughs> Sit up a little straighter then. Mm, she put her seatbelt on. She ain't leaving now. That's right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's time for us to get into our review right. of Love and Basketball. Can I play? 
Alright, you and Calvin against me and Jamal. Oh man! He's a girl! Girls can't play no ball! Ball better than you. I'm gonna be the first girl in the NBA. No, I'm gonna be in the NBA. You're gonna be my children. They play the same game. If you don't start a bad attitude, 30 to 5. No one's gonna recruit you. I'm a ball player. With a jacked up attitude. They share the same dream. You'd love for him to play USC like you did, right? No, I'd love for him to get a good education. I don't know why I keep hoping you'll grow out of this tomboy thing. I won't. I'm a lesbian. <laughs> That's not funny. Hey, you don't look half bad. You either. How about a little one-on-one? And what are we playing for? I score, you strip. Take it off. Take it off. Oh, strip. All stand another basketball, baby. There's only one way to be successful at anything, and that is to give everything. Coach has us on 11 o'clock curfew. I can stay a few more minutes. I'm sweating. I'm sorry. I don't have it easy like you are, right? There's no red carpet laid out for me. And ain't no way some soft freshman is taking my spot. Uh, Monica, hustle up! Move it! You forgot to be there. If I stayed, I wouldn't be starting. Well, at least you got your priorities straight. Look, I'm entering a draft. I'm going pro. So that's it. Just forget about you and me. New Line Cinema presents a story about the passion it takes. I never knew anyone loved ball as much as you. To keep your dreams alive. I've loved you since I was 11, and it just won't go away. This spring... I'll play you one game, one-on-one. Of what? Your heart. All's fair in love and basketball. Love and basketball, a 2000 movie written and... Directed by Gina Price Blythewood is the story of Monica, played by Sanai Lathan, and Quincy, played by Omar Epps, who are two childhood friends who both aspire to be professional basketball players. Quincy, whose father Zeke, played by Dennis Haysbert with the goatee, plays for the Los Angeles Clippers as a natural talent and born leader. Monica is ferociously competitive, but sometimes becomes overly emotional on the court. Over the years, the two begin to fall for each other, but their separate paths to basketball stardom threaten to pull them apart. And I think that synopsis doesn't even begin to capture everything about this film, but I guess that's why we're here. And this Mm -hmm. was chosen by our special guest, Stephanie. What say you about loving basketball? Um... I, I thought it was a great love story. I mean, I'm a I'm a sucker for uh, a great love story, and you know, I I always am going to embrace and champion black love, you know, on the screen, and um, and then black upward mobility as well. That was something that I wasn't really expecting to see in this movie, but you know, the fact that her dad was like a VP at a bank, and you know, they lived in Baldwin Hills, mm-hmm. and I mean, they were doing their thing. So it was, you know, I think that was an element of the movie that um, didn't get a lot of credit, uh, or maybe it did. I don't know. Remember reading any reviews about it or anything? But you know, I think that that deserves as much 
you know, credit and exposition is as the the love story part yeah. of it. You yeah. know, what I mean, the depiction of these you know nuclear black families, even with their issues and their problems, um, was just something that we didn't see much of on the screen at that time when that movie came out. Um, I supposed to say something else. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm like, was there another no. question? But no, it's just—it's just one of my favorite movies. You know, okay. like I said, just for the simple fact that you know they—you got the the Hollywood ending, and yeah. you know the whole they get together and the baby and hi mommy at the game courtside and everything. It was, it was, it was, and then I played basketball through high school and okay. you know, a little bit in college. So, um, you know, this that held a special place in my heart as well because I, I understand that competitiveness and you know, kind of the wanting to win and sacrificing other things for it type uh, type of a story as well. So there were a lot of different um, aspects of this film that resonated with me. Okay. Yeah. Athlete, engineer, TV personality. You saw that dribble? I saw it. Yeah, yeah, I saw Harry Connick. She she was breaking it down. You know. Yeah. (laughs) She was was nice with it. She was nice with it. How about you, Lynn? What's, What's your love in basketball read? Well, I remember the first time I saw this movie, I remember thinking that, wow, this movie is still on. Um, hey! Now, but it wasn't that I, I didn't like it, but it just like seemed like it was a little extra longer. It was a long. Than it, it is a than very it long maybe movie. maybe needed yeah, to be. Yeah, it is a very you know? long so, movie. And I just remember thinking that. So I was interested in re-watching it to see whether or not I still felt that same way. Um, and I felt... I I didn't feel as much this time mm-hmm. even though i didn't remember all of the beats in the movie uh but i enjoyed the film there are the aspects of the film that kind of bother me and we we'll, can get into them until later on but ultimately just their story of being kids growing up and, and and finding each other o- over these years mm-hmm. was is something that resonated with me. You know, um, it. You know, it's it's almost like you know you. It's a little bit fairy tale. Like your first love is like your true love. You know, it's right, like like right. is that how often is that really the case? Yet yeah, that seemed to be the case right here, right in, in full bloom. Um, and then I had forgotten. That Debbie Morgan was in this movie. I yeah. love and, Debbie Morgan. And, you know, oh, Debbie Morgan. Debbie Morgan. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you're not aware of the obsession this the man Debbie had. Morgan obsession. Obsession is such an ugly word. <laughs> I appreciate her a great deal. And according to the court system, as long as I'm not. <laughs> as long as I stay 100 yards away. 100 yards, then I can appreciate all I want. But I've forgotten Debbie that she, Morgan's awesome. Though. She is awesome she is, in the, in here, but she also in this movie is the definition of black don't crack because she looks the exact same in the beginning of the movie <laughs> as she does at the end. I mean, they do some things with her hair, but that's just to try. We got to do something, Debbie. We right, got to do right, something right. with right. you. You you're supposed to be like ten years older now. You just like. I am. Like, right. I mean, they had to give Angela Bassett makeup 
on Black Panther. Yeah. You heard that, right? Yeah. Right, right. To make her look older, even though she's actually old enough to be Chadwick Boseman's mother. Exactly. But, but they, they had to line her up. Melanin. Gotta love it. Gotta yes. love it. So I had forgotten that she was in it. Um, then you got, in a very small role, Harry Lennox yeah, just adding. Like just, yeah, just, I like him in everything. Yeah, he just yeah, adds such gravitas. Yeah. You know, yeah, oh, you're yeah. talking, about, talking about voices. Him and Dennis Haysburg could just go back to back. Right. You know, because he's got... Harry's got that little gravel to his voice, and right. Dennis is just the Lord, you know. So, <laughs> um, so that was cool. And the other thing that I appreciated watching this film this time is, I uh, again we've we've talked about this before about how there was this group of actors in the late '90s and early 2000s that almost were like. Stepping on each other, and so that none could ever really pull ahead and like, so right. like find their yeah. spot. Well, yeah, do but do we want to think about it like that, or do we want to think of them as kind of um, like the brat pack? Well, the problem is the difference between them and the brat pack is that there were enough movies for all of the brat pack. Well, to yeah, you know, the yeah, everybody has a movie. Right. We only get three movies, right? Right, right. of so. course. And then when you get in those three movies, like. Two of your boys is in that one, so you're never really shining, but so much. Right. right. And and when you see Omar Epps in this movie, I mean, the man smolders in this movie. I, I was sitting there just like, like, man, don't look at me like that, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, what are you doing? Um, he he really, I, you can't take it, your eyes off him. Yeah. Um, and and I have forgotten how how um mesmerizing and how well he does in this movie that's that's the first thing that like just lipped off the, the screen to me watching it again to this time it's it's funny you you talked about the length because you know just since we've been doing this you know establish a sort of shorthand when you look at these things and i noticed how long it was mm-hmm. before i even because i don't think i've seen it probably five six years mm-hmm. and and so i said okay well it's long well let me see and I think what I noticed is that it did it is long, but I couldn't really figure out places where I would say, Okay, well they don't need that scene. Cut this, yeah. Or this scene is distracting. Because it's so like everything is so solid about this film. Like I was thinking solid, and we've talked about this before, where, where we talked we, we, we talked about soul food, the, mm-hmm. the film Soul Food. Mm-hmm. And you have these blue chip black films. Right. Like these are just just the quality black films, and you know, you can't really poke at it but so hard. And Love and Basketball is one of those films. I agree. Where where you know, first and foremost, you, you know, you, you went a different direction than I thought you were with the the cast. Mm. This cast is amazing, right? Shout out to Regina Hall and Boris Kojo on the supporting roles. Well, I was about to say the whole cast is like it's spades tight. Right. Like, what kind of cast is this? Where Gabrielle Union has two lines, right? <laughs> right. You know, right. Regina Hall is in a you know what three scenes? Yeah. You know, yeah. and you have them, and they all not just play their position, but they kind of create these characters in a few lines. Like, like 
Gabrielle Union's character is one of my favorite little minute characters. Like, I laugh out loud every time I hear her say, Oh, Nike makes dresses. Damn, I didn't know Nike made dresses. Because everything you need to know about that girl is right there. Yeah. I think the the, the parents are great. Yeah. As you all mentioned. Yeah. The other thing, you know, just sort of kind of, we talked about this off mic. We This is our second Gina Prince uh, Blythewood film that, mm-hmm. that we've looked at. The first one was Beyond the Light. So mm-hmm. now we're kind of reverse engineering. And one of the things that we both said about that, I think you see here at the beginning I love the way she establishes the relationship mm-hmm. between these children and their parents. Yeah. And specifically the same gendered parent. So, you know, there's a whole embedded movie in here between Sanai Lathan's character, Monica, and Alfre Woodard as her mother. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a it's a quieter story than Quincy and his dad, you know, because of, you know, the infidelity and everything and, and just dudes so it's just much more explosive Mm -hmm. but that's there too so and then i think omar epps and sanaa lathan have this chemistry well they weren't they dating at the time or or after that maybe but i think that's where they was they were either dating or or after the movie they started yeah they were definitely you you definitely felt it you see it right on the screen yeah yeah so that i'm 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 yeah, I love loving basketball. Like I said, I don't. And I feel like I don't even know. Like you're not even saying nothing, saying you love loving basketball. So go ahead, Lynn. <laughs> you got that look on your face, though. Well, uh, it's interesting that you say that. Um, pointing out the relationship between Monica and her mother, uh, juxtaposed uh, against um, Q and his father, and. Q and his father, you're talking about how explosive that is. It really is not that explosive. Yes, it's infidelity and everything like right. that. And it's the voice of uh, false of doom with Dennis Haysburg. Well, maybe dramatic. But it's, and it's, it's, it's dramatic. dramatic. Yeah. But it actually is, 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 is quieter in that it you expect for it to pop. You expect for him to like start ramming at his father or something like that. But you don't, you, you don't see that. He's just very dismissive of his father. Of his father, whereas with Sinai Lathan and uh, Alfre Woodard, their characters, it's a slow burn yeah. until it it, it so actually explodes, yeah. right? Yeah. right. Yeah. It gets yeah. popped yeah. in the mouth, that? you know. Yeah. So that's yeah. really the violent one, you know. And and when it happens, it's all the you 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 flinch from it because you you felt this coming i felt it coming in, in, yeah. anyway mm-hmm. you know with just all the side eyes she was giving her mom the whole time and everything like that and um you know not being appreciative of who her mother was and can we talk about alfrey woodard and how much dignity she brought to that character yeah and just you know like because because that you know, not, my mother was not a stay-at-home mom, but I think had she been, you know, knowing me the way I do, that could have been our relationship, mm-hmm. where I sort of held some level of disdain for the fact that she didn't stand up for herself enough, mm-hmm. and you know, he came home with a pizza and you threw the whole turkey dinner out and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? I was like, eh, you know, so I, 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 I could, I could see myself in that Monica character, but the way Alfie Woodard played that mom and just broke it down for her, like, listen, you know, I wanted to be here for my kids to right. give them pearls to wear to their first dance and, right. and do their hair and stuff like that. So you really, you really, um, she. Really 
really brought a lot of humanity to to that character. And and you know, there was that moment. It's like, but don't get it twisted. I'm still a black mother, right? Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. ain't gonna you gonna watch your tone in your mouth when you're speaking to me. And that's when she got popped in the lip. Yeah, you yeah. know. So it was. I, I thought she was great in that. I thought she was really yeah, great said, with that. Are they cussing at mamas in Spain. Right. That was my other. <laughs> that was a great line. Oh, are they cussing at mamas? Right. In Spain? That was a great boy. line. Yeah, because like I was feeling, I felt it when you know she gives her the pearls to go to the to the party and everything like that, and she comes home from the party, and she's and you see her looking into the house, and but you don't see what she's looking at, mm-hmm. and then you just you see her walk around the house to go um, into her room through the window, mm-hmm. but in the camera going around you see that actually what she was looking at was her mother was laying there on the uh, out in the living room right basically waiting for waiting her to come right. home yeah. right waiting because she wanted to see when, how and wanted yes. to hear about the dance wanted yeah. to hear about the dance and i i thought that that was like a very powerful understated scene in that she robbed that of of her mom, yeah. Because yeah. she was feeling down on herself before she went to that party, right? It was only through her mother coming there and giving her the pearls and and giving her, you know, lifting her chin up a little bit that she felt okay. All right, let me go do this, mm-hmm. you know. And so, to me, to not give her the conclusion, to deny her the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I I I thought that would I that was very powerful scene for me. Right. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, you know. I just wanted to get this in here just about the direction. Mm -hmm. I thought the direction was fantastic. Mm -hmm. That scene that you just mentioned, I love the point of view of the basketball game. Okay. When when Monica is playing, and I actually love the way that the basketball scenes are shot. So I just wanted to get that in there real quick. Are you talking about the the scenes where, but are you talking about specifically the scenes where it's, your your right. The camera is from right. the point of view of Monica. And yeah, right. first person shooter. Right, and, and, and she's talking and, and she's through. Talking, talking yeah, through the plays. and I'm yeah. like, okay. So yeah, that was pretty dope. Like, how, how true to life is that when you're playing ball? Um, for me, I don't know necessarily. If I don't, I don't get nervous, Lynn. I don't know about this running through plays stuff. like that in my head. I mean, I think you know you practice enough that you're just reacting. I think she was so high strung right, right, right. Um, that she would have wanted to make sure she got it right. So she would be reciting. Okay. Left. Okay. Oh, point. But you know what I mean? But I, I never did that. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, in the moment you, you just try and get that ball in that basket, you know what I mean? And, and, and spread it around. And you know, there's so much stuff going on. You're listening to your coach screaming at you. You're, you know, the whole nine. So yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I think for her, that was her reality and that's probably how she played it. And right. I think it probably helped, um, help with the story and help kind of, um, give a little more, uh, insight into mm-hmm. being in a basketball, just that process of being right. in a basketball game. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it helped for, for that. I do have to say though, that one thing that bothered me on this watch of the film and maybe it's because now I'm looking at it for, you know, looking at a lot of movies that I've seen before and I'm looking at it with more of a critical eye because we're on this mission now. Mm-hmm. But it actually did stand out to me in that Q, because they're, they're kids and then they're high school people, you know, who who 
get together mm-hmm. and then they kind of go their separate ways. I think I think they kind of hooked up in college. They were together. Yeah, they yeah, were together college. from from high school through college until she didn't she wasn't there for him, for him. when he found out his dad right. was cheating on his mom. Yeah. And let's put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. But like he throughout this film you see him at various stages move on. Right. Either right. to somebody else to to make it a decision that I'm going to quit school. I'm going to try and try and go another way, um, and to varying degrees of uh, of success. And you're able, you're allowed to explore why he did these things, mm-hmm. and he's allowed to explore explore it and and grow from those decisions. Mm-hmm. And yet. She stayed stuck at seventeen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that kind of bothered me. Yeah, in this yeah, film, that's a good point. That real that really she bothered never me. moved on. She never got over him. She held this torch forever. Even when you know when they were in college and he was messing with the other girl, right. taking her to go right. get Burger King, and you know, Monica she, Calhoun? right, Monica Calhoun, no, somebody yeah, else, right? right. One, yeah. Um, you know, she's she's over in in Italy or wherever, Spain, and you know could be getting some Spanish, you know, <laughs> action and, and just has totally become this, um, this celibate nun for, yeah, all right. like, like where's her growth? Right. You right. know? Yeah. I, I did. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it until you just said, it. it's like, yeah, she don't get to grow. She don't get to have romances. And because and, even then when she comes back, she apologizes to him. Right, because I didn't know how to do both. No, you made a decision. Exactly, Stand by your decision. and the decision that you thought was best for you at the time. Yeah, and and one could argue that it was right. You right. Know? I mean, you know, I just thought she was more focused than he was. Like, she, if anything, I saw him. At, it's so funny. There was something floating around maybe six, seven months ago where where some sister ripped this to shreds mm-hmm. this movie this movie and well the romance and she okay. basically you know her thesis was that q was garbage just a garbage human being and she kind of laid everything out and this that, and the other and mm-hmm. i don't i won't go that far but i will say i think one of the things that the film sorts sort of gets across is that both of them played basketball but she played basketball because she loved basketball mm-hmm. and he played basketball because he had these father issues. Right. Right. He's chasing after his father. Right. So that I agreed with that reading that she didn't grow and she doesn't have any, but she had figured out what she wanted from the very beginning. She wants basketball in queue in that order. Right. right. And if she can get them in that order, would she ultimately get like, I love the fact that he's, he's basically the support spouse. <laughs> You, you know, the house husband. He's the house husband, mm-hmm. and and she's playing basketball, and and now they have a little girl who's following in her footsteps. You know, it's this great inversion of our expectations of gender. Mm-hmm. So that I see that you know, the, and you know, no, she didn't have any flings, and no, she didn't, but she had basketball, and then when she got that all tucked away, she had cute. I don't know. It's just I, mean- I see both sides, but it, it it is I I you know now that you brought that up, I wouldn't have minded seeing. I mean, you know, ultimately they ended up together, and they and they sh- and they should have quote unquote. Right. But I wouldn't have minded seeing a little bit more development on her part. But yeah. I, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 She, and I'm wondering how much of that is you know in 2000, mm-hmm. like 2019, she probably would have had a couple more. Folks. Right. 
hmm, I don't know. It, and then it would have been an even longer movie, and that's and then like, okay, oh, and now it's a three-hour movie. movie. Fair oh, enough. Wow. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I think the reason why it's it, it, like over time. I think the reason why it does stand, it does stand out to me so much is because this was written by Gina, right, uh, Prince. Blythewood. Right. So I would have thought maybe leaning a little bit more on that side. I mean, you know, it's I don't know. It's, that's, it's a, that's an interesting it's, interesting perspective though. It really is. And the other thing that stood out to me and, I, and, and I, I'll say it. Well, I, but before you go there, may, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, you know, maybe I don't, well, I guess she may have, may or may not have known who she had in mind for these parts, but, you know, you may mention earlier about how Omar just, you know, smoldered on the screen and, you know, maybe she knew he could carry more of a character development through the film than, than Sanaa could. I mean, I, I don't know Sanaa like that and, you know, she seems okay in her other movies, but performance wise, maybe she knew she might get the most bang for her buck if she went down his road as opposed to as opposed to hers you know see that does get me to my point that mm-hmm. uh, you know i like sanai lathan but she's not i mean i guess there's where you there, there's, there's some chemistry between them yeah. but the chemistry i think is like he's pulling it out of her i think she's kind of you know i'm just the opposite you know i'm not a huge sanai lathan fan but this is my favorite role of hers because i do think Every like all of her performances is, are very sort of tentative. Like like she always reminds me of somebody. Like like she's having dinner at her boyfriend's family's house right. for the first time. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. scared to let go. So she's very kind of. But for this character, that really worked for me because she is sort of mm-hmm. like when she's not on the court, and then she's so aggressive, you know, in the scenes where she's playing basketball that that worked for me. Now, every other film she's ever been in, you know, I'm sitting right over there with you. Hmm. But I liked her. Yeah, no, I, I, I did too. No, I thought she was great in this role. I thought she, you know, wore her heart completely on her sleeve yeah. and, um, and that was necessary for this particular role. Um, but it could have just been that, you know, the expectation was, or, or maybe she, you know, Gina might have just been going, not wanting to take the obvious route. Right and 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 tell the story of the girl, you know, true, true and, enough, uh, and and show a different side of it or something. I, I that's interesting though. I would love to ask her why she chose to kind of. But then that's what. But then that's what guys do. Y'all move on. You know what I mean? Y'all do y'all thing. Oh, y'all boy. have y'all. You know, not that I want to get that whole thing started, but. Oh, you know he didn't move on he didn't move on but 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 he i mean he he broke up his wedding he lived his life though he lived his life and and, you know and for the record all he did was take monica calhoun to burger king (laughs) well he he like that was disrespectful but he left her hanging yeah but you know it's not like he just he just he he's having an orgy but he broke up with her that's the thing that i didn't think that that was a breakable offense but the fact that he, you know, made that decision so arbitrarily and then, you know, like I said, moved on. It yeah. just, you know, that kind of, yeah. I don't want to say it was typical, but um, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that. I'm uh, not saying that. I said, I don't want to say that. I'm not saying you that. Didn't say that. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, you know, I, I, if you looked at some data across, <laughs> <laughs> you 
know, <laughs> across time. Oh boy, that 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 graph historically might right. look. He know, was going through some other stuff too. Right. There were right. extenuated circumstances. And he handled it badly, I, and he handled yes. it because he was a child at the time, and, he wasn't and as mentally strong as she was. Exactly, frankly. exactly, exactly. So it, it made sense, I guess. Yeah. You know how their paths diverged mm-hmm. once they broke up. I think it. I think it made sense. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, like I said, I still, <laughs> I still found myself enjoying the film. I, I like you said, I liked a lot of the directorial choices yeah. in the film. I thought that without even showing any type of, you know, gratuit, gratuity to it, there was a very tender love scene mm-hmm. in this movie, mm-hmm. a movie, yeah, and one yeah, of the more, one of the more romantic yet realistic right. love scenes like you will ever people. see. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was 100%. Like the acting with the eyes when they were looking at each other, taking right. their clothes off. Right. It's like, this is, this is what happens when you're like 18, 19. Yeah. It was like, so ooh, boobies. It was very, it was, it, it was, and, and him feeling that. And it's like, right. no, I can't, here you go. Right. You know? Right. And she's like, Huh. <laughs> and then, and then it was it was for some D's. They played tender love in that scene, didn't tender they? Yes. It's my song, tender. Yeah. And now we know why. It's song. <laughs> <laughs> it was my song. Well before, <laughs> well before that, well before. it was also the song for the love scene in Crush Groove. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. You know what? You and me. <laughs> Because Yo, you know the scene. Crush yes, Groove is my jam. I know. Crush it. Groove is her jam. Yes, yes, I understand. You have to come by more often. <laughs> I'll be back anytime. Yes. We talk some Crush Groove and some yes. breaking. Blair Underwood. Right. Uh, she, Sheila E. Oh! <laughs> New Edition was in Crush Groove, yo. New Edition was. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. And I still, to this day. Because the fat boys tried. Oh, no, that was a little boy that won the, won the, um, won, won the, um. Right, that, that little, yeah. And then the fat boys tried to take it from Right, him. right. The little boy with the sunglasses on Right, his head. right. What was his name? I don't know. Nobody know. knows. Yeah. Was he like somebody for real? I think he was. Like, I think At all the time, of them were on a. Yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't recognize him. Yeah, but I remember, the fat yeah. The boys tried to take his equipment from him. I tell, I have to now. Now I have to tell the story. Now that we're talking about Crush Groove, I love the fact that you have a Crush Groove. Story. My brother and I, to this day, and you can go on any of our social pages because we use this phrase. We have this little inside joke phrase that we use um, all the time. And when when Curtis Blow tells the Fat Boys. You know, y'all got the record. Something so, he tells them something, and there it might have been that as they're fighting the boy and whatever. But it was there was a point in there where they go, "Word, Kurt," <laughs> and, and, and I can't remember the exact context, but they go, "Word, Kurt." My brother and I—that's our little inside. We say that to each other all the time. Word, Kurt. Word, Kurt. Like hashtag word, Kurt is our thing. Like quite literally, that's our. Like I, if if he does something cool, I'll be like hashtag word, Kurt. Or if if you know if 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 I share one of his posts or he shares one of my, oh word, Kurt, word, Kurt. You know, like that's that's like to the point where my mom and my sister. They want to get in on it. But they can't. No, they don't know they, no. no. They, they try to write it on our social and everything. And they are, And my mom actually tried to say it. And I was like, don't, don't say that. Don't, nah, don't, no, you're not no. Allowed. You're not allowed. Don't ever say that again. Me but, and my wife always say to each other, I'm not fronting you, run. <laughs> I'm not fronting you, run. I'm not fronting you, run. And then we say, we also say, 
this is going to happen every day until JB gets his money. (laughs) (laughs) We have so many lines from that movie that we just trade back and forth. Crush Groove, man. Crush Groove. I'll be over here. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Yo. Who are we talking about? Didn't we watch a movie for this episode? (laughs) (laughs) Crush Groove. Come on. I think so. Oh, oh, oh. Let me tell you, when I saw that movie and then they were singing that song, I was like, oh my God, that's not on my new edition album. Right, right. And then you couldn't find it on any of the albums. Nowhere. Oh my God, man. Oh, I love that show. Get it? Did you get it? Ooh. Feeling's about to shake. Do a double take. Okay, we can't sing no more because we had to pay them for it. Oh, uh, oh, we don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah no, no. Shout we out to New Edition. But I say, you know, they always in financial trouble, so they actually come after us. <laughs> they be, they be combing through podcasts. Right. We can sign them to a bad contract. Yo, that sounds like my prerogative. <laughs> I think physically, Sanaa Lathan is one of the best examples of the film girl. That was the tomboy, and then they clean her up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. She takes the glasses off, and now she's cute. I didn't know that it was Halle Berry the whole time. Right, right. But I think she has a physicality and athleticism about her that you believe her Mm -hmm. as an athlete, and you believe her as someone that you wouldn't realize is drop-dead gorgeous until... Until she take the ponytail out. Until... And... Hair tells such a story in this film. Mm-hmm. Like you see the progression of of her hair, and you know, and how it shows you where she is and how comfortable she is with her femininity mm-hmm. and her, you know, athleticism. Mm-hmm. And today is the first time I noticed that Q's hair told a story too. Yeah, because he can't grow hair, and then when he grows a goatee, and he looks like his father, mm-hmm. right? And she says, "Oh, you finally got that little thing to grow in," which meant he had been trying to grow up the whole time. Right. That spoke to me because that's actually something that had like I couldn't grow a goatee until I was twenty because I had a little piece like that too. That oh, that would just would not connect. It wouldn't connect. But then when he kind of gets himself right in the last scene. He has a mustache. Right. Because he doesn't have to look like his dad anymore. Ah. But that's Gina Prince Blythewood. Like, like she does this hair stuff that, you know, it's this wonderful little cheat code. Nice. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, the, but that's that's the uh, the beauty of having somebody that knows the culture mm, and knows yes, the story right. exactly. that yes. can be told exactly. you know right Just there visually that. yeah you know yeah man so that was pretty dope pretty dope well loving basketball i i honestly have to say that i watched this movie thinking i don't think this movie is going to hold up for me but I really just enjoyed it, and I I think the soundtrack had a lot to do. with Oh that. my god! Yeah. Because Man, especially, but spe- especially the um the the final song is that Michelle and Deggio Cello yes. at the, yes. at the end when they play because that could have been a really really cheesy scene. It could that could yes. that that scene could because it, it, it kind of was to be perfectly honest. But yes. um, you know, I'll play you for your heart. You know, like really, and but but putting that song in there with it while they're playing and 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 have it like you know kind of 
do that slow boil and then a little bit of a crunch. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that that song made that entire scene. And that's you know that's the controversial scene, you know, and everybody says I'll play you from my heart, but. I like that scene today. It, well, first of all, I always liked it because even when I saw it the first time, I was like, okay, I know he's rotting the bench and all, but this dude is in the NBA. Like, right. are, are they really going to let her beat him? Right. So, you know, you had that aspect, but then Omar Epps completely salvages the scene with the, hey, double, double or nothing. nothing. Right, yeah. right. And it's like, it, it then it all just kind of comes together. So, but... I love that scene now. Like yeah, I thought the, I, I, thought, I, I did. I mean, it's it's no. great because you 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 want them to get together and that and whole thing. You're, Monica would say you're like, already say, invested. You for your heart. You're already invested by then, so you don't hate it and you don't mind it much. But um, but that song made that scene go down yeah. a whole lot better. Yeah, that was just a perfect song choice. This, like you said, this is a film that you know, like almost everybody rallies behind and they oh, yeah. love, and it becomes one of those um, those sacred cows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. like Definitely. like must haves has to be in your house. I think it's like black ship. people homework. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. What is is there any one thing do you think that re- um, resonates so much from this film that everybody connects onto? I think of all of those films. From this, because the other thing I was saying, like, I can't think of a quote unquote classic black film made after 2000. What? Give me one. Wait a minute. Hold on. After 2000? Give me one. Black Panther. Come on. I mean, like, one that resonates, one that. Black Panther. Okay, Black Panther. Moonlight. Moonlight. I don't know if Moonlight. People if love it yeah, like right people, like that, across across the, the board. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, I'm hold on. Let me see because I'm. Let me help y'all. All the Eddie Murphy movies. No. Best man. Best man was when made was that? before that. Yeah, best man's 1999. Oh, wow. I think. Uh, Love Jones. That's Love way Jones. before. That's 97. Uh, uh, Waiting to Exhale. That's yeah. Those all are, those, those are joints all before, are yeah. before this. Because I was thinking about it this afternoon. Five heartbeats. All the, those are all oh, before yeah, two thousand. Yeah, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I know it sounds crazy. Uh, are we giving anything to Hustle and Flow or the Hurricane? I mean, no. I'm just putting them out there. You when you, was after for after two thousand yeah. after two thousand? When was Training Day? Training Day. Are we calling Training Day a black film? I don't know. Yeah, see, I can't call it a black yeah. film. Yeah, it's true. Don't want to get too too go down a rabbit hole. Don't don't get Vince started. Daddy's little girls. Daddy's little girls. No, I'm really. just throwing them out. I'm just watching <laughs> just, them here and throwing them out. Pulling out black <laughs> Brown sugar. Brown sugar is that after two thousand? Two thousand two. Drumline. Oh, okay. Drumline. Right. You gotta give. Drum, you gotta Absolutely. give drumline. You right. gotta give drumline. Drumline was two thousand two. I'm talking about things with resonance. Right. Okay. Drumline has resonance. Drumline. Drumline and brown sugar. Yeah. Drumline. I forgot about yeah. brown sugar. Yeah. Um, but. But I think that the might cast. Be it. I th- I think everything about this film. We don't like. Why did I get married? No, we don't like. No, I, but I, I don't. You may not like it because we not Tyler Perry fans like that. But as far as your criteria for no, resonating, no, no, right, right, no, 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 it doesn't resonate. 
It does. No, it doesn't. Why did I, the first one was very, very popular, had a ton of crossover. It doesn't I resonate. Think, I think it was, I think no. you could put it in there. No. I would like to have a conversation about why did I get Why? Because it's got a line dancing at the end? No. Why did I get married? Just, it, that wasn't that bad a film. It was a bad film. I didn't think so. I, think, I didn't the, hate it. So the Tyler Perry <laughs> films that resonate outside of Tyler that, Perry. That, 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 that's one for the poster. <laughs> why did I get married? I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> ATL? I don't know how many people. I mean, do you remember details of ATL? No. Like, like I'm talking about people no, can she recreate don't. scenes. No, and no, I don't. She I don't. Know. I think it's a. Rock she song. on a Wikipedia like, list I right now. Just, I am a big fan of because you said. And I'm like, yeah, after 2000, Raising in the Sun. No, that wasn't. I was um, like, what did what did come out after 2000? I, I think it's a rock. There's a remake of Superfly that doesn't looks promising. <laughs> I think this is a rock solid cast. I think. Even in 2018, where we are just getting to the point where where, where black female directors and creators are, are, are getting more of a seat at the table, mm-hmm. I think this is a very strong black woman-led film. And I think it's a story that you don't necessarily see about women. Like, I think that the whole incorporation of... of of the basketball the sports. Mm-hmm. and the sports, you know, like we were teasing Simone earlier, but I don't know if you remember, she said that's part of the reason because she likes it. She because, loved it. Cause so she was much. a ball player. Cause she was a basketball player. And I think there are a lot of women who played sports and, you know, kind of had a bit of, of this tension. I'll say tension between, you know, my femininity. Well, that I was I was about to say it was it was the one time you got to see the tomboy get the guy. Right. You know, without turning right into, without having to because that's you know, listen, that's my struggle right now at, you know, eight o'clock on a on a Tuesday night. You know, you do you do feel some kind of way about um being led to believe you have to compromise that and change right. that. I'm like, I'm not changing that. You know what I mean? I like hip hop. I like, you know, I like to eat cereal and watch cartoons. I like, you know what I mean? I, I, I like basketball and I might beat you and you need to be okay with that. And it's, and it's very difficult to, you know, see yourself in that light, you know, still cute, still fly and actually still get the guy at the end of the movie. That never happens. You know what I mean? Like, it don't even happen for the white girls in the movies, much less the black girls. You know what I'm saying? So, unless they take the glasses off, take the ponytail down and, and, and eschew all of that for him. You know, and and the fact that she didn't have to do that was just something that we had never seen ever on on screen. I don't think. I mean, I can't. Nothing comes to mind. So it was you. You. You know. You're rooting for kind of the, kind of the underdog, but for anybody who who was that girl, you know. Right. You know, myself included. You were like, all right, cool. You, you know, she got the guy and blah blah. blah. So mm-hmm. and and between that and between just the the beautiful love story that it was, you know, like I said before, the you know the depiction of of upwardly mobile black families. Mm-hmm. One nobody no crackhead. Didn't nobody have to get bailed nobody out of jail you know what i mean right, like right. it was like it they were just a regular family you know what i mean yeah. that 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 lived their lives and this is what happened you know throughout their lives so it was i think it was groundbreaking for that reason you know well, for many reasons but for but also for that reason as well and continues to resonate mm-hmm. because of that. yes it does so no well, there you go so um i would definitely recommend that people see love and basketball 
if you have not. Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming you were. Oh, uh, absolutely. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, I think. You're about is, to get your black card revoked. You I ain't was, seen Love and Basketball. I was just about to say this is another <laughs> one of my films that if you haven't seen it, I kind of wonder. Like, I have. You can't come to the cookout. I have further questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. well, why haven't you seen I mean, would, were, you, were you in prison? <laughs> is, is this some type of weird religion you're a part of where you're not allowed to watch basketball movies? Were you not allowed? to watch basketball movies electricity from the devil i mean let's so go check out love and basketball uh ladies and gentlemen um it's it's surprisingly it's not in in um the brown sugar section of amazon prime but um and it's not even you can't even rent it on amazon prime it'll be back on bet soon trust me but you don't want to watch it on bet i know i refuse to watch movies with that i don't like watching movies with commercials you know what purchase it well, that's what I did. Right, I want right. to. I, I just mean, bought it. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's love and basketball. Like you should. It's worth it. You should probably own it anyway. Again, this is like this is blue chip black film right here. So yeah, there you go. Um, it's not Akbar the Black Superman. <laughs> that's gonna be my go to from now on. Akbar the Black Superman from nineteen seventy six. See now, I got to go find Akbar. You really Here's don't. the thing: you don't. You <laughs> yes. really don't. No, I do. It's <laughs> just cause. It's just cause. I do. Stephanie, thank you so much. Yeah, for this has out been with us. a delight. Yes, I it tell has. you, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, Absolutely. well, you know, Vince already invited you back. So, <laughs> you know, I was going to say it, but I mean, I guess, I guess, anytime, anytime. See, everybody knows tender love. <laughs> but you name check the other Force Hint song on there. And y'all can't see, or maybe you can't see on Facebook. Oh, 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 I was about to say you did a little bit of the choreography. Yes, a little bit of the choreography. That's hilarious. So, uh, yeah. Slept on group. I love Force Hint. Remember that one dude didn't have a, his, his tooth was jacked up? Mm. Like you could tell when the Force Hint start getting a little money because <laughs> the tooth, tooth got, got fixed. fixed. <laughs> Hey, but he had priorities. Right. That's right. Priorities, because right, a lot right, of people right. would have just got the ride. He's right. like, no, right. He's like, I, I got to go to the dentist. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Stick at his tooth. His <laughs> My tongue is jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> like cuts it. Yeah, man. You know, cut it. So uh, next week, Vince, on the Michelle Mission, what are we going to be watching? Oh, it's not your turn to pick. I can pick. If if you don't have one to pick, it is. I believe it's your turn now. If I understand, because I, I chose Brother John. But I can pick another one. Like I'm, I'm, I'm locked and loaded. Well, I believe, and we're supposed to try and do some type of science fiction next month. I believe is next month April. Yes. Okay. Yes. And All you right. had mentioned a film. Right. Right. Let me shuffle. Let me shuffle the deck because I was going to go to. Because uh... I can pick it. What do I want to do? Well, you know what? You pick. All right. So I'll think about it a little. So more. next week we will be reviewing Attack the Block. It's not American. You don't care that it's not American. I see. See, and is it black? Well, it t- would you think? Uh, you think attacked oh, the block is a black? We, film? We'll talk about it. You just want to talk about John Boyega. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to talk about John Boyega uh, and his woman hips. Hey, woman hips. Hey, now, hey, no, woman now, hips. now you could have said that about Daniel Kaluuya, you, <laughs> yeah. but not yeah. John Boyega. Yeah. No, Daniel yeah. Kaluuya has. <laughs> Kaluula has woman hips. John Boyega does not. He might be a little knock kneed or something, but yeah, no, you can't say that about Finn. Oh yes, she's a Star Wars person. Right? All right. Hey, all right. 
We might I don't want to attack the block. It's so much. We have American stuff to do. What's, why are you, why are you getting all Trump? Like, <laughs> oh, MAGA. You went on MAGA on us. We really want to attack the block? Yeah, what do you think that's a black movie? We'll talk about it. All right. We'll talk about it. And it's science fiction. It is science It's actually, have you seen it? Yes, I've it's seen it. It's actually good. I love that movie. All I got right. it downstairs. All right. I won't have to stream it. All right, attack the block. We'll do attack the block. All right. All right. Jeez. Attack the block. All right. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, Stephanie, yes. how should they get in touch with Tech Life Steph? At Tech Life Steph, all around the web. Hit me on Instagram. She's on the gram. I'm on the gram. All she's right. on the gram. Well, she's got a, a cool little video where she's talking about, um, you know, uh, what you should and should not do with all those cash apps. Well, that is every week. I Every Wednesday at 3 p.m., my 60-second tech break drops. So I give people a little nugget. You watch, you learn, you do. So you can go right out and change a privacy setting or download an app or, you know, whatever that is. I like to, you know, give people a little something that they can learn, that they can implement immediately. Can you give the missionaries a quick little freebie right now? Um... Let me think. Oh, we have this whole Facebook controversy happening right now. Just right. understand that there's a difference between deactivating your account and deleting your account. Right. So oh. understand that. And if you do choose to actually delete your account, don't go back onto it because that, that process actually takes three or four days, if not longer, probably now because maybe a lot of people are trying to deactivate it. But during that process between the time you send the request to delete it mm-hmm. and it actually gets deleted, if you log back on, they'll assume you don't want to delete it anymore. Oh, so if okay. you truly want to delete it, leave it alone. Send okay. a request, download all your data in the archive leave it alone and don't go back on, you know, if somebody says, Oh, you got to look at my baby pictures. Oh, you know, don't do it because they'll just say, well, she logged back on. So she must not want to delete it anymore. So I know that's one tidbit, but now Mm. I have a follow-up question. Okay. What type of data should we be concerned about on Uh, Facebook? Well, well, here's the thing. Here's, here's the, here's the thing about this. And I said this last week, uh, actually this past Sunday on good day, this, this moral outrage is, um, misplaced. Yeah, because if you're going to delete Facebook, then you need to just get off the Internet. All of the major tech companies do this, this sort of thing. Facebook Mm -hmm. just got called out because they weren't monitoring what the people they were selling your data to were doing doing with with your data, you know, and, and none of them really are. It just so happened that this perfect storm of, you know, Trump campaign and Cambridge Analytica, and it, it just so happens that this happened here and, and, you know, it was, um, out of the ordinary for what most people do with our data. Right. But make no mistake, they're all co- Google scans your emails yep. for keywords. Your actual emails that you are typing to somebody that you might be tr- thinking they're secret and you having an affair and you back and forth with your mistress or what Google scanning your emails for keywords. So all of the major tech companies are doing some sort of this type of data collection. Mm-hmm. And so it's the cost of being on the internet for free. You know, Facebook is free. Google Gmail is free. You know, Twitter is free. They, they can't be free. They can't really be free. They can be free to us, mm-hmm. but there's a cost to, to run a, a, a five mile server farm. You know what I mean? So, um, 
you know, if you're going to be outraged about this, don't be a hypocrite about it and just log off the internet altogether because they're all taking whatever they can get from us. And to good, the, the corollary to that is not only are they all doing it, we're giving it to them right. because there was, there was something, trust me, when, when, the, when those 270,000 people that did that personality test, uh, that they got most of that data from, when they when they clicked to say yes, I want to take this test, there was some fine print somewhere uh, uh, that said you're going to be sharing this, 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 all of your friends, this, 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 this. Like I said, it's not right, and it's not maybe not necessarily you know the most ethical thing to do with the data, but there was somewhere some disclosure of that, right. and the people either just didn't read it, didn't care, hit, oh, I just want to play the game, and just you know glossed over that whole thing. So mm-hmm. so you can't put all of the blame on Facebook or on Cambridge Analytica for this because we don't do our due diligence either. Um, but I will say don't log in using Facebook anywhere else on the web besides Facebook. That's the one. That's the tip. That's right. The right. When they tell oh, you, right. do you right. want to use your Facebook? Facebook? Now, there are some 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 services that don't allow you to log in any other way. Don't use those services. Yeah. If there's no way to create a regular email and password kind of account sign in, don't do it. Okay. All right. Well, there is your tech life stuff. Tibbet for the day. That's yes, right. Our, the, the Michelle missionary version. <laughs> That's yes, right. A missionary exclusive. <laughs> it right. is. She ain't going to tell that no place tea. else. Yes. We'll, we'll scan her IG to make sure. <laughs> Ding her for it. Um, thank you so much, yes, Steph. This has been a, thank a, a you. whole lot thank of fun. Yeah. been big fun. And um, thank you, each and every one of you. Uh, if you want to help us, you know, there's two ways you can help us support black podcasts. Go look for a black podcast out there. Give them, give them some love. And just as you do with us, we hope you're doing with us, go on to iTunes, give them a ranking and a rating. And even more importantly, a review because that review helps other people find those shows. That's really the, best thing you could do to help any black podcast or any podcast but especially black podcasts like ours um help people find their shows by giving a a review (laughs) yes um so do that ladies and gentlemen and you can email us email us all of your information all your feedback and um and stories and complaints and what have you um to michelle mission at gmail.com like and follow us on twitter Instagram and Facebook at Michelle Mission. Join the Michelle Mission Facebook group where Vince leads the Tozens and Robert Monroe Jr. and everybody else in there, Richard Ng and everybody else in there in just a whole week's worth of shenanigans all week. I just look in them on the on the craziness. It's it's bananas, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and we got to get out of here. And don't forget to check us out every Saturday at 1 p.m. A very truncated version of the Michelle Mission um, airs on WPPMLP 106.5 FM, Philly Cam Radio and Philly and Camden, People Power Media coming at you. We got to get out of here. He's Vince. I'm Len. In parting, we say we'll see you when it's time to meet again. It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.